Welcome to Locked On Islanders. I am your host, Gil Martin. I am a columnist and the author of the book Ice Wars, the complete story of New York's greatest modern sports rivalry. I've covered the Islanders for more than a decade, and it's great to be with you here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can contact the show, by the way, uh, via email. It's LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could send us your questions or your comments, or you could follow us on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. Lots to talk about in today's show, including the Islanders' 10th straight win. That's their biggest winning streak in 37 years. And uh, they get a 4-1 win over the Ottawa Senators at the Barkley Center. That is 10 in a row for the Islanders. We will also have this date in Islanders history and a look at things down on the farm as we see what's happening in Bridgeport with the Sound Tigers. That and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders show. Let's get started with the game last night. A 4-1 to win over the Ottawa Senators and pretty exciting game. A well-played game for the Islanders. A little lethargic at first and they end up starting things off on a bad foot by giving up a shorthanded goal. And it was one of those frustrating things where, uh, you know, Ryan Pollock uh, turned the puck over. It was a misplay behind the net. And Jean-Gabriel Pajot ends up with the shorthanded tally at the 744 mark for Pajot. That's his sixth goal of the year. And all of a sudden, the Islanders, who were outplaying the Senators for most of that first period, found themselves in a one nothing hole against a, a road team coming into the Barkley Center on the second end of a back-to-back. The Islanders were rested. They're on the nine-game winning streak. Ottawa has struggled all season long. And all of a sudden, you get the feeling, hey, wait a minute. This game might just get away from them. Ottawa might build some momentum, get some hope. Uh, and and feel confident that they could play with the Islanders and maybe even come away with the win. But that did not last long. Just 39 seconds after the shorthanded goal, the Islanders answer, and it was Cal Clutterbuck who not only scored the goal but initiated the play. Here's what happens. Clutterbuck caused a turnover behind the Ottawa goal. Taves took a shot from the point. There were two Islanders in front of the goal uh, trying to screen Anderson, and it was Sezikis and Clutterbuck both in front. Clutterbuck gets the rebound, punches it home, and suddenly, just 39 seconds after Ottawa takes the lead, the game is all tied at 1-1, and that just diffused the momentum right there. And for the rest of the period, again, it was pretty much all Islanders. They had one more really big scoring chance with about 345 left in the first period. Uh, the Sezikis line is out there. They had a three-on-one breakaway when a Senators player uh, fell down. And as a result, the Islanders had two or three quality chances uh, off the three-on-one. But again, uh, a good goaltending performance by uh, Anderson for the Senators. And as a result... Uh, you know, still 1-1 after 20 minutes. But here's the thing 
that was interesting. And Craig Anderson deserves a lot of credit, even though he got the loss here. He kept Ottawa in this game. Official shots on goal in the first period. Islanders out shooting Ottawa simply by a 10 to 8 margin, which is not, you know, looking all that dominant. But attempted shots, which gives us a better idea of the momentum and, and the, the flow of play. The Islanders had 24 attempted shots in that first period to only 11 for Ottawa. So the, the other thing was, I guess, if you were going to do, you know, in soccer, they have time of uh, possession. How many minutes in a soccer match that a team possessed the puck? Well, if you did time of possession in the first period, out of 20 minutes, I'd say the Islanders had possession of the puck for about 13, 14 14 and a half minutes compared to maybe five and a half or six for Ottawa. So it was that kind of period, but still 1-1. And that goal by Clutterbuck really sets the tone. That's his first goal of the season. uh, And it really broke the ice for the Islanders and gave them the momentum, snatched it right back. But then the second period is when things get a little bit interesting. Again, the Islanders sort of controlling the flow of play, putting a lot of pressure on the Ottawa goal. But in the end, Cole Bardreau, rookie, gets his first NHL goal on a penalty shot. 4.26 left in that period. This is his seventh NHL game. He gets in on a breakaway, is pulled down from behind. And... uh, Goes in for a penalty shot, goes five hole, bounces it off Anderson's left pad, and suddenly, not only is it his first NHL goal, it turns out to be the game winner. And congratulations to Cole Bardreau. Uh, Here is a guy who you just love to see this. You know, 230 AHL games before he makes his NHL debut. This was his seventh game. He had a couple of breakaway chances already before this, but this time he gets the penalty shot, tie game, a little bit of pressure on the kid, but he comes through and scores the goal that gives the Islanders a 2-1 to lead. By the way, the last Islanders rookie to score on a penalty shot, you got to go back to March of 2000 when Tim Connolly did it against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, uh, big goal there for Bardrow. It ends up being the game winner and uh, puts the Islanders ahead 2-1 after 40 minutes. Third period, you know, you always expect when a team is trailing after two periods that, you know, they're going to come out skating. They're going to try to put a lot of pressure on the opposing goal. And Ottawa did that to an extent. You know, they, they certainly tried their best to get something going, but the Islanders did a fairly good job of shutting things down. And that's what good teams do, especially, you know, teams at home against an underdog. You want to do that. And they did. They shut it down. But problem comes up midway through the period. Islanders take a a foolish penalty. They're shorthanded. And then Casey Sezikis answers the call, gets a shorthanded goal at exactly the 10-minute mark of period number three, all set up again by Cal Clutterbuck, who had a great game and ended up being named the first star of the game, and deservedly so. Clutterbuck got the puck in his own end, 
could have cleared it out, you know, ice the puck, you're, you're killing a penalty, send it all the way down, but he realized he had room, he had Sezikis with him, he skates it out, makes the defenseman commit when he gets in between the circles, passes it to Sezikis, who puts the puck into the net, and all of a sudden, uh, it's 3-1 to one Islanders, and that shorthanded goal really was the straw that broke the camel's back. Ottawa knew at that point that they weren't going to win the hockey game. And then just for good measure, 40 seconds after that, the Islanders add to their lead. It was Josh Bailey getting the goal. He ends up deflecting the puck in, uh, and that turned out, you know, Noah Dobson takes the shot, Bailey was a little bit off to the right of the crease, uh, manages to tip the puck on its way in, beats the goaltender, and then it's 4-1 to one with 9 minutes and 20 seconds left. So at the 10.40 mark of period number 3. After that, you know, Ottawa had their share of chances, but in the end, it was the Tomas Grice show. Grice with 27 saves only allows that one goal uh, that came shorthanded at the beginning of the period. So the Islanders end up with a 4-1 to win and uh, their winning streak now at 10 games. Of course, that means they are undefeated at the Barkley Center, obviously 1-0. and And uh, look, right now this team is really moving in in all cylinders. And the big line tonight was the Sezikis line. You had just some really good production. Sezikis himself, one goal, one assist, a plus two, five shots on goal. And again, we've talked about how valuable Sezikis has been in the face-off circle. And once again, he wins 16 face-offs and loses only five. So that's a 76% face-off percentage for Casey Sezikis. And, uh, you know, Cal Clutterbuck also one goal, one assist, and uh, looking strong. Plus two also, the Islanders getting the job done, and, and you just love to see that. And you, you go up and down this lineup. You had the penalty shot goal by Bardro. Ross Johnston, uh, you know, he got involved, had 14 penalty minutes. The fourth line throughout this game did their job. They were physical. They forechecked aggressively. They kept the Senators backed up in their own zone for long periods of time. So uh, it, it just seemed like everybody was doing their job. Even the top line, while they did not score, they had their chances. And, you know, a- Anders Lee played a pretty good game. Barzal, Bailey, Beauvillier, you know, they all contributed. And, and that's the kind of thing you want to see. Uh, up and down this lineup. Clutterbuck, of course, with four hits. Ross Johnston with five. You know, those are the the sandpaper guys. They're going to agitate. And again, the defensemen pitching in. Pellick, Taze, and Mayfield, each with assists, and Dobson with an assist. So four assists from the defensemen tonight. And again, in every game this season except one, uh, the Islanders have gotten at least one point from their defense. And and again, some block shots. Cal Clutterbuck, to add to all the other things he did, four hits, one goal, one assist, four hits, and two blocked shots. You gotta love that. You gotta love that kind of game. You know, Clutterbuck 
played in his 800th game on Saturday. We talked about that on yesterday's show. That was a great milestone, and uh, he continued that with some great play today. All right, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. All right, we will come back and talk about this date in Islanders history, plus another milestone for an Islanders player right after this. All right, so the Islanders skating away with the big 4-1 victory. Ten wins in a row. Streaks like this, they don't come just any day, and the Islanders and their fans have to be enjoying this. Uh, We talked in the last show about uh, Cal Clutterbuck and his 800th NHL game. Well, tonight was the 800th NHL game for forward Derek Brassard. Brassard, by the way, uh, you know, came into this game with a five-game goal streak. It ended today. He was held off the scoreboard. But, you know, you got to give credit to a guy like Derek Brassard. And again, you know, Brassard right now, five goals, two assists on the season, seven points. And he's one of those players where, you know, you look over his career, he had one, you know, really outstanding goal-producing season uh, with the Rangers back in 2015-2016 when he had 27 goals and 58 points. Uh, The year before that, 19 goals and 60 points. But, you know, other than that, he's one of those guys, you're going to punch him in there for somewhere around 15 to 20 goals a year. Uh, you know, 15, 17, 18. And then, you know, in recent years, he's been a bit of a journeyman. Uh, you know, y- you look over his career, the Rangers, Columbus, uh, Columbus again, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Florida, and now the Islanders. Here's a guy who's bouncing around, uh, you know, two teams in 2017-18, three teams in 2018-19, but it looks like he's finding a home with the Islanders. And congratulations, uh, obviously, going out to Derek Brassard for reaching 800 career NHL games. And uh, in his career right now, 181 goals, 277 assists, 458 points, and exactly 399 penalty minutes. So, you know, Brassard's one of those guys who is selfless. And I think the beautiful thing about it, you have the five-game goal-scoring streak, and, you know, he has five goals on the season, so they've all come then, but, you know, he's a natural center, and with the injuries that the Islanders are dealing with, they asked him to switch over to the wing, and it's when he switches over to the wing that he goes on the goal-scoring streak, so here he is showing that he's dedicated to the team, he's unselfish, and and he's versatile. He's able to be productive, not just from his natural center position, but also playing on the wing when the team needs him in a pinch. And, you know, look, Broussard is not a star, but he is so useful. Uh, and he's good on faceoffs. He's sound defensively. He's a good passer. And right now, during this win streak, you know, the five-game goal-scoring streak that he has put together has been a very, very big part of that success that the Islanders have had over the last 10 games. All right, it's time for this date in Islanders history. 
We're going to take you back to November 6th of 2007. Islanders, Rangers, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And the Islanders skate away with a big 3-2 victory over the Blue Shirts. And this one comes with Miroslav Shatan scoring with 8 minutes and 48 seconds left in the game to give the Islanders and coach Ted Nolan a 3-2 win in this one. 28 saves for Rick DiPietro in the Islanders goal. And uh, that is a big win. Mike Comrie had two assists and uh, for the Islanders. Satan gets the game winner. And uh, Ruslan Fedotenko had a goal and an assist. Trent Hunter uh, gets the other goal for the Islanders in this one. And a nice win. Henrik Lundqvist was the Ranger goalie. He allowed three goals in 27 shots and took the loss that loss by the way kept the rangers winless at that point on the road and the islanders very very happy with the victory and you know at that point uh this was the game after uh al arbor came back to coach his 1500th career nhl game so ted nolan sort of stepped aside officially let arbor coach that game and if you recall uh satan scored the game winner in that one and he scored the game winner again uh, a couple of days later against the new york rangers so on this date in islanders history islanders three rangers two miro satan with the game winner uh for the islanders in that one All right, it's time for a weekly feature down on the farm. We'll tell you what's happening with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Uh, They're playing a game, an odd scheduling quirk here. Uh, They're playing today at 10.30 in the morning at home against the Springfield Thunderbirds. Over the weekend, the uh, Sound Tigers split two games at home against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. They lost on Saturday by a score of 3-2 to two before coming back to win 4-3 to three on Sunday. Tough start right now for Bridgeport in 12 games. They have won two, lost seven, and have two overtime losses and one shootout loss. That puts them in last place right now in the Atlantic Division. Uh of the American Hockey League. And and look, you always have that sort of dichotomy when it comes to the AHL and your farm team. You want your farm team to win hockey games, but more importantly than that, you want to develop players. And you always sort of walk that line with your AHL franchise. And right now, Bridgeport struggling, but look, a lot of their talent is up on Long Island right now, uh, filling in for some of the injured players, and that is important, and it's certainly not making things easy. Now, Andrew Ladd uh, played two games over the weekend, did not figure in the scoring, uh, and then you've got some other veterans down there, like Thomas Hickey, who uh, you know accepted an assignment. He's played three games uh, for Bridgeport. You've got guys like Tanner Fritz, who's down there, uh, goaltending right now, uh, Jared Corot and Christopher Gibson sort of splitting things for the most part. The leading scorer right now 
for Bridgeport, Matt Laredo. He has four goals and three assists, which gives him seven points in 12 games, followed by Sebastian Aho, uh, Aho, excuse me, the defenseman with six points uh, in 12 games. And, uh, you know, here's a guy who is capable, uh, who has played some NHL games and who is considered a prospect and, uh, you know, is getting at least being fairly productive at the AHL level. It's 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 a tough slog right now. Uh, Kiefer Bellows, 12 games, but only one goal, two assists, three points, and a minus nine plus minus. And the, look, the plus minuses are not going to be pretty when your team is struggling. Kyle, uh, Kyle Burrows, one goal in 12 games also for the Sound Tigers. And you hope when the Islanders get a little bit healthier that they will be able to turn things around uh, in Bridgeport and, and, and sort of right the ship. And if we take a look at the schedule right now for the Sound Tigers, uh, we mentioned today uh, the 10.30 a.m. game against Springfield. They'll be home on Saturday. That's November 9th. They have a 7 o'clock game against the Providence Bruins. And then on Sunday... Uh, a 3 p.m. in the afternoon start against the Belleville Senators. Uh, that will uh, round out the weekend. But then Monday, of course, is a holiday. It's Veterans Day. So uh, a road game uh, for Bridgeport. They will be at the Providence Bruins. That will be a 3.05 start up in Providence. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, the Sound Tigers can start to turn things around. And again, you're always walking that line uh, in the AHL between developing your players and trying to win hockey games. Right now, uh, you got to hope that it's more player development because uh, Bridgeport certainly is not winning a lot of hockey games. All right, so make sure you join us tomorrow. We will be previewing the Thursday night game against Pittsburgh when the Islanders will be going for their 11th win in a row. We will also have this date in Islanders history, and we will be giving you a little bit of an in-depth analysis of, again, some of the things that the Islanders have been doing in recent weeks that have got them on this amazing winning streak. Ten games in a row after today's 4-1 win over Ottawa. Again, if you want to contact the show, you can email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and I'm happy to answer any questions or take any comments or suggestions. Uh, I'll even read some questions on the show if they're good ones. Uh, and then you could follow us on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. I am your host, Gil Martin. Thanks for joining us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.